What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Live Better Now podcast. I'm your host, Life Coach Zach, and today you're going to get an exclusive look on what a coaching conversation looks like. And I do this often. Okay, one of the ways that I can sharpen my skill set, one of the ways that I can step into the greatest version of myself, specifically as a life coach, is to have coaching conversations and have them often. I try to have one coaching conversation every single day which I pretty much do. If I'm not coaching a client, if I'm not having a, a free call, onboarding a, 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 a person that has been on the waiting list, you can visit lifecoachstaff.com to get on the waiting list. I'm coaching a friend without them realizing it, okay? And I actually had another coaching conversation with a friend of mine on Sunday, and he is now going to be training with me for a marathon later in the year. Hasn't ran more than one mile in his entire life, and he is ready to take on a marathon. He didn't realize I was coaching him, and I didn't tell him I was coaching him. I just asked powerful questions. And then I follow up that answer that they give me with another powerful question. I force them to think, okay? I force them to think. I force them to think differently, okay? I try to get down to, I try to peel back the layers of the onion and get down to why. Why are you a perfectionist? Why are you not taking enough action? Why can't you be consistent around waking up at 5 a.m.? And I do my best to have them figure out the answers on their own. It is not my job to tell them what they should do. It is not my job to tell you what's best for you. Only you know what's best for you. I don't know what's best for you. Just like I know what's best for me and you don't know what's best for me. No one knows what's best for you. Not your mom, not your brother, not your grandma, not your aunt, not your cousin, and especially not anybody on social media. With that being said, I want to get right to this episode because it's a very, very interesting conversation between myself and Rich, and I want you to take one thing from this conversation, and I want you to email me at ZacharyRance at gmail.com, or you can go through the website, lifecoachzach.com, listen to the episode, give me some feedback. If you're interested in getting on the waiting list for the summer of 2023, you can visit lifecoachzack.com, DM me on Instagram. Looking forward to hearing from you guys soon. Let's get right to the episode. So what is my goal within the next 90 days? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I get a pay raise. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> sign on more clients. I uh, definitely just, I want to lose weight. That's the other thing. Like I'm, I'm a big man. I'm like, what am I, 242? I think I'm 242. I used to weigh 190 during quarantine. I had knee surgery, bad relationship breakup. Before you know it, those two combining together, eating a little bit of food to cope with it, that, you know, I just want to lose a little bit. Okay. <laughs> What's the action plan? Whew. Okay. Um, the action plan is just stay consistent with the commitment. Because the one thing is that you'll say you want to do this. Okay, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'll go on a diet. I'll start going to the gym. You'll start to do it then you lose the the commitment to it. That's the thing. You want to stay committed to this kind of stuff. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. You have to understand it's going to take months. It might take a year, two years, however long it takes. As long as you're doing progress little by little, that's that's the goal for me. Just stay committed to it. Okay. So how do you stay more committed for the next 90 days so that you follow through on this? Wow. That's a really, really, really tough question. You put me in the spotlight with this one, man. <laughs> you're, you're good at this. Wow. I... Let me ask you this. If someone were to ask you the same question, what's the answer? 
to me, I think the answer is clear as day. It's accountability. Mm-hmm. Having someone there that knows your action plan that is on the journey with you. Okay. Either as a coach, uh, maybe a community where other people are trying to lose 50 pounds or so. Um, people that are going to just hold you accountable, right? And uh, a lot of the times that comes from a financial commitment. You know, I paid a thousand, just for example, I paid a thousand dollars for- Like a trainer. And, exactly. Okay. Someone who's like, hey, I'm going to be at the gym at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and you better be here. And if you're not here, I'm still going to take money from your wallet. Okay. Dang. That, j- that's just the first no, idea I pulled out of thin air. No, it's a smart idea. But if someone like, let's put it this way, like I'm, I'm 23. Let's say like I'm not making the most amount of income. How do I, what's the next step if I'm not able to financially afford something like that? Mm, good question. So- What's the next step if you can't afford the accountability? There's a ton of free resources out there, a ton of free resources. Uh, Even just having an accountability partner, Mm -hmm. whether it's someone you go to the gym with, maybe it's a friend that you say, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm on this journey. I'm going to be losing 50 pounds over the next six months, and I'm going to check in with you every Friday, whatever it may be. Right. Um, Also, something that's actually helped me a lot, and it's helped a lot of other my clients in the past, is uh, signing up for a race having a half marathon on the calendar. Really? For example, on June 5th, you're mm-hmm. running the Miami half marathon or the Boca Raton half marathon. We're like, all right, this is holding you accountable. You have a race coming up in six months. You have no other option but to eat extremely clean, but to train three, four days a week. You know, get good sleep, sharpen your time management skills. Okay, I have know. never thought about that before. So back in, I'll tell you a little anecdote, back in 2020 when obviously we were in the midst of COVID. Uh, one of my clients wanted to lose some weight. And the first thing we did was, hey, let's run. He goes, I, I don't know if I can run. I said, you know, let's give it a shot, whatever, what, so on and so forth. I told him to tie his shoes. We ran a mile together on one of our first couple sessions virtually over the phone. I had my headphones in, he had his headphones in. Um, and in my head, I was like, hey, I'm doing this for my client. His name was Foster. But I also want to see how fast I can run a mile. I ended up running a five minute, 50 second mile, which is pretty good. But the next day, I said, you know what? I need to sign up for a race, something that challenges me, something that is going to push me beyond my limits, something that's going to force me to be the healthiest, best version of myself ever. And I signed up for an Ironman triathlon. Okay. An Ironman is a is a three-part triathlon. Mm-hmm. You swim 2.4 miles, you bike 112 miles, and then you run a 26.2-mile marathon, all in the same day without any breaks. Holy shit. Have you heard of this before? I feel like I have. The Ironman I have heard of before. I, it just I didn't realize it was that much though that's how do you do that it's a, it's a basically a 17 hour race we start at 6 a.m the swim takes about an hour and 30 minutes of, of constant swimming as fast as you can you hop on a bike for eight hours 112 miles at you know 16 17 miles per hour uh, and then you run the four and a half five hour marathon wait i i didn't catch that 112 miles 112 miles there's no, obviously there can't be any breaks in between this, correct? There's no breaks. I mean, you know, the transition from swim to bike is, you know, a four minute transition and from bike to run another four minute transition to get out of your wetsuit or, or to put on your running shoes. But this is over the course of 17 hours, you said, correct? Correct. All in one day, 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. How is that physically, how are you physically able to do something like Great that? question. So, <laughs> so my mindset at the time was, how the fuck am I going to do this? There's no way I can do this. I, at the time, I never even ran more than three miles. Mm-hmm. But back to your goal and back to what you're going to do right here, right now with what you got from where you're at to lose weight, getting a race on the calendar is going to force you to do what you got to do to show up at that race. Mine was the Ironman. So, uh, you know, back so, to for, the- so like putting, a de- I guess, a, a deadline in a way, knowing that you have to do something is the, is the commitment in itself. Like, for example, let's say someone's getting married 
right? You want to look good for the wedding photos. Exactly. Exactly. Dang. Good analogy, man. You know, I like that. So, you know, fast forward to today, I've completed three full Ironmans triathlons. Um, Most recent was uh, 14 hours and six minutes back in Cozumel, Mexico. Um, And then I ran one in Barcelona in October. And now I'm going back to Mexico in November and my training block starts on May 1st. So you and I can be on this journey together. I'm going to be your accountability partner. You're going to check in with me each and every single week. Fridays at 10 a.m. We're going to jump on the phone for 15 minutes. My man, how did the training go this week? Oh, Zach, it went so great, man. I'm, I'm feeling so disciplined. I'm feeling on top, of the, on top of the moon right now. Energy levels are through the roof. Sleep is incredible. I haven't touched sugar in, in a week, and I feel like I've already dropped weight. And then next week, Zach, guess what? I'm down eight pounds. So, you know, not just using one of these to leverage, but all of them. So goal, 200, you're, you're how much? About 242, 243 around there. Okay. And you want to get down to? Let's say like a 200, flat 200. Okay. Let's aim there. So we want to lose, let's call it 50 pounds. Yeah. Let's call it 50 pounds. You want to lose 50 pounds. And what do you think is a, a good time frame to lose 50 pounds? Like in a healthy manner? Ooh. Six, nah. Six months too quick. I feel like six months you could definitely lose 50 pounds, but I feel like it's almost too quick for the body. Why do you think it's too quick? Because that would be basically what, like 10 pounds a, a month? Just about. It's just about. It's like nine pounds, 10 pounds. Yeah. And if, if you do that by like week, that's about two and that's two and a half pounds a week. That's not terrible. But isn't there such thing as like considered losing weight too quickly? Absolutely. Like you should like if I, if I'm not like mistaken, you're supposed to like at max you're supposed to lose like a pound a week if possible, correct? For it to be considered healthy still, right? Not sure about that, mm-hmm. and it depends who you talk to because everyone has a different opinion on health, longevity, and wellness. Correct, right? One person's going to say this, the other person going to say something else. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, my opinion, I've had clients who've lost fifty pounds, and I have a client right now I'm working with. Uh, he lives up in Wisconsin, and he's down forty something pounds. We started working together in November, That's so awesome. it's been you know basically about five months. And he's lost two pounds a week, four pounds a week. And, you know, someone like you with a bigger body type, like you're a tall guy. And, and by the way, you look good, dude. Thank you, man. You, you look great. That. There's a lot of room for improvement, but you look good. I appreciate that, man. So, you know, someone like you who's big bone, you're tall, you know, me, you look at me, I'm, I'm five foot nine and a half on a good day. Um, but you can fluctuate a lot along your weight loss journey. So my opinion on if that's too fast, absolutely not. Not at all. I think 50 pounds in six months is a great goal. Okay. And there are very small changes, little pivots that you can make that are going to make a huge difference if you change nothing else. For example, I'm a big proponent of intermittent fasting. Define that for me. Uh, Feeding windows of eight hours Mm -hmm. and I guess starvation windows of 16 hours. So you eat your last meal at 6, 7 p.m. and you don't eat until the next day at 11 there's a lot of scientific, biological things that happen in your body, uh, mainly with your liver and your uh, central nervous system, where if you starve yourself for 16 hours, the liver starts to upregulate ketones through okay. the central nervous system up to your brain, and it also supercharges weight loss. Um, mix this with a low-carb and high-fat diet called the ketogenic diet, which is very similar to ketones. These are two things that uh, kind of go hand in hand. I think if you just did that and you did absolutely nothing else, you did not increase the exercise, you did not change the diet, you do not change your lifestyle at all, but just simply incorporated intermittent fasting, I think you would lose weight. Actually, I know for a fact you would lose weight. That's the thing that's kind of like making it, that's what's baffling me is you just said you don't need to change the diet. I always hear every single time that the one thing that matters the most when it comes to losing weight 
is always the diet. The exercise is like it covers maybe 20%, 30%. The other 70%, I always hear about it. It's what you put into your body. Right. And that is true. And and just to make sure that I didn't misspeak, uh, intermittent fasting is not the most important thing to do to lose weight. I just said that that is the easiest change, mm-hmm. the most seamless, frictionless change that you can make in your life without doing anything different. That will guarantee you lose weight. Now, diet is the most important thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So I guess- Tell me, or actually, we don't have too much time today. Tell me how you can benefit and get the most value from our next five minutes together before the next client walks in here. What can I benefit the most from in the next five minutes? Just bringing up like any topic sort of a thing. You no, because I want to, listen, this is a serious conversation and I want to help, help you lose 50 pounds. Okay. Okay. So I guess if, if I were to put a plan together in place for you, which isn't how it goes together, we would co-create a plan. If you were a client, we would have a 30 minute call. I would learn more about you, get more context on your lifestyle, get more context on your values and priorities. Uh, if losing weight is the number one priority, and it's basically what this conversation has been about this entire single time. True. We would co-create an action plan. Okay. And uh, that action plan would incorporate twice the amount of exercise, half the amount of sugar, and also intermittent fasting. And I know for a fact if you were to be consistent about that and you were committed to that, like you mentioned, which is very important in achieving any goal, that you would lose 50 pounds in six months. And I would love to take you along this journey and get an honest review and testimony from you at the end of it. Okay. If I can ask, this is a question I feel like is important to me. So exercise, I do know about my, my dad used to be a very, very, very big bodybuilder. Like that's, that's why I have the large frame is just from his genetics. I call him the Peruvian giant because half Peruvian, but, um, he, he, he tells me a lot about like, he like studied heavy into all everything, food, nutrients, everything that goes along the lines of it. So I want to hear from, from your perspective, what's the foods that you should avoid and what's the foods you should consume? Okay. I'm going to answer that question. But before I answer that question, I do want to say what works best for you might not necessarily work best for me and vice versa. True. Okay. So that to all the people that are listening, you know, what I say is not law. This does not go for every single person. But the question was, what foods should he avoid and what foods should he consume? Now, the number one thing we all should avoid is sugar, okay? And this is mainly artificial sugar, cane sugar, okay? okay? Monk fruit or spirulina sweeteners like that. You know, they're not amazing, but they're a better substitute for cane sugar. And uh, for specific foods and drinks, you know, you mainly want to avoid your sugar in drinks. For example, soda. We should never, ever, ever drink a soda ever again for the rest of your life. Now, maybe once a month, it's okay. You know, maybe if you drink alcohol, you want some Sprite in a vodka, Sprite, whatever it is, I guess that's okay. You know, take it for what it is. But avoiding sugar, without a doubt, is the is the easiest answer. Um, what other foods you should avoid? Processed foods. Foods that have a long shelf life. If okay. it comes in a box. Give me an example. Cereal. Okay. Or um, uh, like obviously cookies, but like I'm trying to think of like healthy foods that look for oh, protein bar. I think a protein bar is a good example here because a protein bar can stay on the shelf for weeks and weeks and weeks and not go bad. But if you look at the ingredients in a protein bar, whether it's a kind bar or a cliff bar, like there's a ton of unnatural foods or unnatural substances in a protein bar. Now you want to consume foods that do not have nutrition facts. A stalk of broccoli does not have nutrition facts. It's broccoli and it has a lot of nutrients and minerals in it. Whether it's iron or calcium or magnesium, like that is in the food. 
Um, so mainly consume produce, veggies, and fruit. And, you know, quality is important too. You know, if you asked me this question five years ago, I would say, you know, buy some blueberries. But now my answer is organic wild blueberries. And I'm someone who I, I spend the extra money to buy the organic wild. I spend the extra money to eat the 100% grass. It makes that big of a difference. I, I mean, it makes, it depends on where you're at now. For example, if you're currently drinking four diet Pepsis every single day and you're eating processed foods from fast food or you're eating boxed Chips Ahoy or Oreos, you know, you don't have to buy organic blueberries. Blueberries is better than what you're doing right now. We shouldn't have to make, or we shouldn't at all, make massive changes in our life to accomplish our goals. It's just 1% better every single day. How are you going to eat a little healthier today? And it's avoiding that soda. So I would say avoid sugars, avoid processed foods, and then consume more fruits and veggies. And, uh, you know, some people are vegan. Some people, you know, choose not to eat eggs. And some people, you know, are uh, paleo, whatever it is. Um, I personally eat meat all the time. Look at the size of me. You think I'm a, I'm a fucking vegan? <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm a fucking vegan? Right. No. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask you a question before we wrap up today. Yes, sir. All right, today is day one of mm-hmm. your weight loss journey, okay? Um, tell me about the plan after everything we talked about today. Damn. Tell me about the plan that's going to work for you just for the next 10 days. Now, this is pretty micro. On a macro scale, the, the plan is exercise more, eat healthier. True. Okay. Exercise more, eat healthier. We know that. Yes. Okay. What is the 10 day plan? Wow. The 10 day plan. Do you want me to go in like the specifics about like, I, I would like you to be as specific as possible. Okay. So damn. I mean, you said it yourself, obviously everyone knows about the whole diet and everyone knows about the whole exercise part of it, but specifically what's the plan I want to do. The first thing that came to my head is that I want, okay. So I want to start taking a class, some sort of a class, fitness class, boxing class, whatever it is, as long as it makes me get some sort of exercise at the end of the day, knowing that I have a commitment like that, that's going to help in the longevity of it. So finding some sort of a class within these next 10 days where I could do something like that, that's, that's step one. Step two, honestly, first thing that came to my head too is trying to find like the perfect, like I know I'm not like financially able to potentially, but like if there's someone who's able to, then definitely getting someone who can just plan out like meals, plan out what I should have just, you're, you're getting the point, whatever it might be. So those are like the two steps I can think of right, right off the top of my head. Okay. That would help with that I should do within these next 10 days. Okay. When it comes to the 10 day plan, you said find a class and also... Um, have someone that can put together like a meal plan for you. Correct. Okay. Why the class? The commitment. Okay. This goes back to what we were talking about in the, in the, in the very beginning of this recording. Knowing that there's a commitment to it makes my drive much higher than what it is now. I could say to myself, okay, I'm going to go to the gym five o'clock after work. Let's say I have a long shift. I might not want to do it that day. I'll push it on to the next one. Oh, same thing came up. Let me push on to the next one. Knowing that I have a class every Tuesday and Thursdays at 530, okay. knowing that I can't cancel something like that. Okay. Do you have a gym membership? I do. Where do you go to the gym? LA Fitness on PGA. LA on PGA Boulevard? Yes, sir. Okay. Interesting. How often do you go? Realistically, after work, an hour, typically about four or five days a week. Okay. My, my thing is that I had... <laughs> 
I have been dirty bulking for like the past like two years. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> Cardio, unfortunately, is the one thing that like I do not do enough. And I'm very openly admitted about that. Like my cardio, like I'll go five days a week. Like I said, probably I'll do cardio two of, the, two of those five days. The other one, heavy pushing, boxing, anything like that. And you, you do boxing at LA Fitness? Yes. Nice. There's like five, there's like five or six bags that I do. I just do Muay Thai on it. Amazing. Okay. So you're going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Are you eating healthy? More or less. <laughs> what are you what are you doing wrong when it comes to diet? Unfortunately, the processed food's part of it. I'm very I, I know it. Just let's put it this way. I eat perfectly good in the mornings, perfectly good at lunchtime, pretty good during dinner. It's those damn after hours yeah. where I sit there and I'm like, okay, I need to get these Cheez Its. Let's sit down. Let's just go down these freaking Cheez Its. Yeah. Okay. So what time do you, what's the latest you'll eat these Cheez Its? Mm. I know, I know that they say that you should like you're you should not eat like what is it like three or four hours before you go to sleep Correct. something like that. Okay, I will unfortunately do. Unfortunately, even though I know that statistic, I still don't go by it. Like I will probably sometimes it'll be like two hours before I go to sleep. Let's put it that way. Okay, so this is what I'm thinking: how we can both benefit from this. And again, I want to help you lose fifty pounds in the next six months, so you can write a raving testimonial that I can post <laughs> on my website. Now, I want to start by making the smallest fucking change that you can make right here, right now with what you got from where you're at. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you the option to choose. Okay. Okay. So the two options, I'll give you three options. The first option is incorporating intermittent fasting. The second option is, and this is probably the tough one, is is, uh, reducing all processed foods. And the third option is three days a week of 30 minutes of cardio. So you have three days of 30 minutes of cardio. Look, like I said, I want to make the smallest change possible. And the goal is to, after seven days, we incorporate a new change. Okay. And after 14 days, we incorporate one more thing, right? So out of those three options, you could either intermittent fast for the next seven days, or you can do three days of cardio because you're doing no cardio right now. Very little. Okay. Three days of cardio, or you could take processed foods out of your diet completely. The cardio one sounds the most, like, I feel like that would benefit me the most, but also what kind of cardio? That's the thing. Is there specific types of cardio I should do? For example, treadmill, elliptical, sitting down bike, whatever it might be. Whatever cardio gets your heart rate up and you're done. When you are finished, you can wring your shirt out and make a puddle on the ground with sweat. Okay. You know, like, listen, if you're having sex for 45, no, 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 no. Sex does not count. <laughs> Sex does not count. No, sure no, no. no, sex does not count, my man. All right. Get that mind out of the gutter. <laughs> no. So anything that, that gets your heart rate up okay. where like you're sweating and like you can visibly see that you just like worked your ass off. Okay. You know, I, dang, this conversation really got me committed. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Thank you for it. Seriously. Of course. Well, hold on. Wait, you got You got to choose. Oh, you, I, you, I didn't even choose. Yeah. You got to choose. I thought I, I thought I already did. Honestly, I want to look up more into intermittent, I can't even say it right, intermittent intermittent fasting. I need to look up more information about that because honestly, it it sounds promising. I keep on hearing about it a lot more. For some reason, fasting wasn't talked about that much. Like my dad doesn't even bring up fasting. He keeps on telling me to keep on eating fucking eggs every single day. (laughs) But I think the cardio is going to, I think cardio three times a week, 30 minutes. I think that's, that's a small goal that's very, very, very achievable. And it's something that I used to do very consistently. 
if I can I can get that commitment back. I think. Okay. All right. So three days of cardio. Do you have guest privileges at LA Fitness? I don't know. I want you to find out today because if you do, we'll work out together. Okay. And then um, as far as the snacking, e- even though I just said one change, I'm going to change my mind. I, I, you got to at least stop snack like 9 p.m. <laughs> I don't know how late you eat dinner. Okay. Uh, five or six. Okay. I'm not asking you to change your diet. I'm just asking you to change the when time in which you consume food. Okay? okay. So no more eating past 9 p.m. Eat as many cheeses as you want, but at 9 p.m., you brush your teeth. Okay. Dang. Ooh, okay. So that's a commitment too. All right. That's going to be the hardest one, but I think I can do it. Okay. Do you live by yourself? I wish I did. Since I'm 23, freaking pandemic and shit. I'm just trying to say, I can't do rent right now for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to save as much as I can and put down a house because that's that's the probably the most financially smart thing you could do nowadays is... If you, if I'm not getting paid for, I don't have to pay for anything as of now. I'm, you live with your parents. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. That, thank, thank goodness. They don't charge me for rent. They don't Amazing. charge me for anything. So I just, I just pay for myself, my gas, everything like that, just for Amazing. me to live. So every single paycheck I get, I will put down, I will put into my savings account a good amount of it. Good. Every single time until I can safely put down on a good house. Good. So yeah, I live, I live with my parents right now. So the plan for you is you're going to stop eating food at nine o'clock. Correct. You're going to brush your teeth at nine o'clock. Okay. And then you're also going to do three days of cardio every single week. What type of cardio are you, are you going to do? The first thing that came to my head was, I, I, if this is a good one, let me know. I like to, I like to sit down bikes. I don't know why. I really, really, really like it. I had knee surgery like a couple of years ago. So it's like a, it's, it can be a pain. In the ass. What type of knee surgery? I had, uh, it was to fix I want to say it was ACL surgery, to be, okay. to be honest with you. I have no idea. Basically, my patella was shifting out of place after I got into a bad football accident. So, mm. like, little by little, my knee would just, like, pop out of place. So, the surgery was to fix the ligament because it was hyperextended to hold the patella back in the got place. It. So, okay. I want to say it was ACL. Okay. So, I've had ACL surgery as well. So, okay. we have that in common. Okay. Um, all right. So, you like the sit-down bike. I do. Just, be- like, less stress. It's less stress on the knee, but also I it still gets the, the heart pumping enough to yeah. where I'm actually burning a sweat. Okay. So, like, I'll, I'll increase the... I don't know what you want to call it, the intensity, like how, how hard it, it requires you to push right. down the pedals. I don't know what you want to call that, the intensity of it. Yeah, okay. That's, but I, I typically would do like a higher intensity just so I can like feel the burn in like my thighs and everything. Okay, all right, good. All right, so three days a week of that. Yeah. Is that going to be a morning thing or is that going to be a- After work. After work thing. After work. What time do you typically wake up every day? Same time usually, uh, about 8.30, usually Way too late, way too fucking late. Really? You're being a lazy fucking bum. Okay. I hope this helps way too fucking late. You need to be up earlier for sure. I mean, I would say 5am. I was up today at 415. I'm I'm a a 4am guy every, not every fucking day. But but, when when do you go to sleep? Uh, like 1030. Okay. But, but see, I have the, the freedom to take naps in the middle of the day. If I did, then that's a different story. Right. Right. And you can't do that because you're here, but 830, 8am, you're a fucking lazy bum. Okay. And I'm saying that to you as a friend. Okay. You look, if we want to get rich, if we want to be successful, if we want to, you, you got to be up early. We got it. Come on. We got to be up. I at- used to be, I used to wake up early in college. That's the thing. You would expect the complete opposite. You would expect me to wake up earlier. Well, that's because you played football though. I didn't though. That's the oh, thing. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. I, I, so like, okay. The football accident was like, I was playing with a bunch of friends. We were playing the, I can't even say the name of it because it'd get you freaking canceled nowadays for like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know exactly <laughs> okay, what the hell I'm course, talking yeah. about, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, I played that, and before you know it, I got into I, like I was just playing it. I caught the ball, and then this this big ass motherfucker really had to just like truck me. Landed awkward on my knee. I heard something pop. I got up, and I was like, "This shit don't feel good." So before you know it, yeah, but um, uh, waking up early. You were yeah. waking up early in college. Okay, so in college, I used to. I used to be the one of the first people to go to the gym at, at my campus. I would always work out with the people that were in ROTC. That's how early I used to wake up. But nowadays, it's I don't know why. It's the complete opposite. I used to wake up at 5.30 during that, go to the gym. I would be back at the house or the apartment like at 7 o'clock in the morning. Like I'd be having a pump and everything. I'd be good. But now it's like go to bed like midnight, 1 o'clock, depending on the day of the week. Wake up still same time about 8.30. And okay. then come here. It's about like 9.30. Okay. By the time I get here. So I don't know. I got to figure out like, I got to figure out what changed for me to go to bed or for me to wake up as late as I do now. Yeah. Because I agree with you. No, like no one that's between our ages. I'm 23. You're 32. 32. There is no way that like someone that wants to be successful is going to wake up at my time and get like where they want to be like sufficiently. Right. So figuring out what you're going to do from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m is the first step. Correct. Like not just like waking up and like, hmm, what to do for the next two hours. So exercise, for example. I used to do that so much. So waking up at 6 a.m. to get your workout in so that, you know, you're at home, you're back in in the shower, getting ready for work by 7.45. You leave here at five o'clock. You got the rest of the, the evening to eat dinner, spend time with your family, go kick it with your boys, right? Or waking up early, what I did every single day, reading, meditating, journaling, the things that don't yield massive results in the beginning, but you're going to do a lot of inner growth. You're going to learn about more about yourself. You're going to prioritize your values and things like that. So uh, that's a change that I want you to commit to, or at least like try, because you said it yourself, like no one successful became successful waking up at 8 a.m. True. You know, unless they have that lucky once in a million like opportunity, yeah. different story, but and, and you know, there's something about that, that, that early morning grind. It just hits different, man. I see the sunrise of the beach every fucking morning. Well, Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, I train a client at 6am. And, uh, so I like this morning, for example, I was up at four 15. I was out of bed. I, usually I get out of bed immediately, but today I stayed in bed until four 30. I got up, I made my coffee immediately jumped in the cold plunge at 5am got out of the cold plunge, swam 500 yards in the pool, got out of the pool, met my client, meditated from like in my car from 5.45 till 6 a.m., trained my client from 6 to 7, went to the beach, saw the sunrise at the beach at 7 a.m., ran three miles at 7 a.m., was home by 8 a.m. Usually I don't go home at 8 a.m. I kind of just like take my time. Today's my girlfriend's birthday. So Happy she wanted to her. Of course. Thank you. And she appreciates that. Of appreciates course. that. I was back home at 8 a.m. So, you know, I was I was getting so much fucking done while your as fr- lazy ass listen was, you, can, you can completely okay. be on, listen and, I, again I, as a friend <laughs> right so so there are so many benefits and advantages to waking up early and I, that's the thing is that I know that too I just don't know what changed for me to not understand that more now like even during COVID when everyone was sleeping in and shit I couldn't. I'd wake up at fucking six o'clock, five o'clock still. I don't know what changed. Like, I got to figure that out myself, but Mm -hmm. you're not wrong, man. You're not, I I really need to start getting committed with this shit. (laughs) Good man. And starting early. Look, I started my personal growth, self-development journey when I was 26. 
it was a book that changed my life. I don't know if you read or not, but uh, it was a book called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. It's a book on consciousness, a book about uh, the relationship you have with your thoughts because you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are your thoughts. You are you. You're not your thoughts. You're the awareness of your thoughts. There's this ability to disidentify from that monkey mind in your head saying, you're not good enough. You don't have enough money. You know, you're never going to be that good. Self-conscious, self-doubt, self-limiting beliefs, right? We are not those things. We're the awareness of them. And meditation is the exercise and the practice that allows us to increase our consciousness. For example, because I meditate every single day and I, I utilize a transcendental meditation, which Elon Musk, he doesn't say it out loud. He doesn't say it in the public. But he uses TM, okay? Us, everyone in the TM community, we know that Elon Musk does TM. Define TM. Uh, so it's a mantra-based meditation. Okay. It's 20 minutes of repeating a mantra over and over in your head. Define mantra, uh, like, like a quote. No, no, no. More so a, a vibration or a sound, for example. And we're not supposed to share our mantras, but I don't really believe in like the cult atmosphere of TM. I could give an example, like almost like a hum in a way. Sure. Yeah, okay. like om. Okay. Okay, so that's a, okay. So that's a mantra. Yes, interesting. So okay. repeating that over and over again gets our mindset. You know, let me take a step back. So what happens when we start to say a mantra? Om, om, om. My brain says, Zach, check your phone. Zach, you have an email you need to get to. Zach, you need to go take a piss. Zach, you need to go take your dog out. And I say, uh, uh, uh. No, 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 no. I'm sitting here with my legs crossed, my hands on my knees, looking at the back of my eyelids, repeating my mantra. Really? Go right back to the mantra. Om, om, om. Zach, go check that email. Zach, you got to take the dog out. Zach, you forgot to lock the, the door. The garage's open. It just puts you in a place of zen. A place of zen. A place of zen, but more so, and again, everyone's experience is different. For me, it was the fact that I'm now able to acknowledge my thoughts. And I don't like, I'm not guided by whatever my thoughts say. I can stop, I can take a deep breath, and I can change my thought patterns. So many people wake up with a negative thought pattern. They don't have enough money. They hate where they live. They hate their job, blah, 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 blah. They go to sleep with this negative thought pattern. When I wake up, sometimes in a negative thought pattern, I have the ability and the consciousness, and I can acknowledge the awareness of, hey, that's a negative thought, Zach. You're currently having a negative thought, and I change it to a positive thought. Not a lot of people have that awareness. So the book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, it's all about consciousness, disidentifying from our ego and uh, not being our thoughts, not being guided by our thoughts, having the ability to change them. So um, I don't know how, oh, so reading. So my personal growth journey, I was 26 and you know, you're a young guy. Look, you know, I don't think anyone at all would disagree about the advice that I'm giving you right now. Wake up earlier, eat healthier, exercise more, so uh, I was, I'm super happy that we were able to have this conversation Same. today. I didn't expect this at all, but hey, you never know what walks in this door and what, what might get set into the microphone. Right. That's the beauty of podcasting. Good, man. Well, to all those people out there listening, don't forget to follow the Live Better Now podcast with Life Coach Zach, your host. And if you have time and if you're grateful for everything we talked about today, leave a review, an honest review. We recommend five stars. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the Life Coach Tech Podcast. Appreciate it.